the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, welcome back, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. Mark Salem, Kurt Rock, and his two master techs. And Kurt's a master, and I'm a master, so all three of us can help you out. 602-508-0960. Let me tell you about another really good shop in town. On the west side, you've got S&S Tire. He has three locations, Peoria, Surprise, and Goodyear. Now, what's really nice is, is that when you buy your tires from a shop and then you're going to have the front end checked out the shop the most important part of that transition is looking at the old tires because they tell a story if the old tires have a great wear pattern on them then there is no need to do any front end work suspension work ride control work or any of that stuff so it's kind of nice what's the worst case scenario is is you buy a set of tires and bring it to another shop and say check out the front end mm-hmm. If we had the front tires, it would be better on the old front tires. But SNS can provide all of that service. So you can go in and say, I want three prices for three sets of tires, and how much do I write my check for, for good, better, best? Because maybe it's a lease and you're going to return it. Or maybe you're going to give it to your mother-in-law and you want rag tires on it. <laughs> or for whatever reason. But if you want brand new tires and the very best they've got, and I'm making a joke here, then that's it. So when you look at S&S, not only can they do wheelbarrows to tractors and everything in between, but they can install new tires, and they're going to give you good, best, good, best, and better. And they can also read the old tires and make suggestions with respect to alignment, ride control, and stuff like that. So S&S is a good place on the west side. Peoria, Surprise, and Goodyear. Let's go to David. David, good morning. How can we help you? Good, mo- good morning, Mark. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. Good. Yes, um, I have a kind of like a different question here. Um, I believe that you said you've had the privilege to tour a um, automotive plant. I, I have um, numerous like- times. Are you talking about uh, a place that makes cars? Yeah, like General Motors, Ford, or um, Dodge, yeah. uh, Chrysler. Yeah. Um, my question is, when they design and build a car, and then you see them out on the road as, like, test mules, um, what what do they look for, or how long do they drive these test mules? Um, are they more for finding defects or faults or something they can correct? down the road or okay or how, I, can, how does I, I can answer the question um 
what you're talking about, oftentimes these cars are incognito. Yeah. They're wrapped up with big pieces of vinyl and the headlights are, have to shine through a, a grill and all that other kind of stuff. And as a matter of fact, I've seen a hundred of them between Payson and Pine. And they're a, it's a truck and it's got a trailer with a load on it. Yeah. What they're doing is, is they have the most sophisticated sensor system in these newer vehicles. And it's being transported all that information to the cloud. The drivers have a very specific way and a, a specific way to drive the car and through the, the terrain. So between Pine and Strawberry and probably the rim, they're probably coming from Happy Jack or Flagstaff and coming down the rim and going back up. They're doing all kinds of testing. They're doing tailpipe, fuel emissions. They're doing stopping power, how much pressure he puts on the brake pedal, and how fast, what kind of Gs is it stopping, what, how much how much instantaneous speed does he have, um, how does it steer, how many times does he saw on the steering wheel back and forth and fill in anything else that you've got, and what kind of throttle angle has he got, and, and, what kind, and, and his throttle angle is 27%, and he's getting 10 miles an hour. Salem's throttle angle is 37%, and he's getting 8 miles an hour and then they, they know that Salem's being an idiot and, and throttling up harder and going faster than the speed limit. So the answer to your question is everything they design, and correct me if I'm wrong, everything that's in the new model car has to do with fuel economy today. Every single thing they do. And so we're going to go to a 0.16 weight and we're going to go to a 0.8 weight and pretty soon we're going to be putting water, uh, an oil with the consistency of water in your car because it'll get better fuel economy. Yeah. Sure. So they're lightening the cars up. That's why they used the small spare way 100 years ago is to get a couple of extra pounds. Um, they're raising the uh, tire pressure in some of the cars to make them roll better. Um, they're, they're doing lots of changes, and those test cars are just exactly what they do. And we're we're looking at cars that are going to be out in two years. Yep. When we see those incognito, they're not coming out for two years. So they're running two, three, and four years behind or ahead of where we're at today. Did that did that so, do it? Yeah. So Mike, okay. So to answer question two, so when they design a car and they and they design an engine to put in it. Um, do they test these engines at, at the manufacturing plant to make sure that they have a specific hold they hold up? Or because then when they when new models come out, they always seem to have like technical service bulletins or recalls. And I thought these test mule cars were the reason why they they go out and drive these to you know if they catch defects or flaws. No, no. Um, if if I gave you a 1940s house to live in, and then I gave you a house that was made last week, the technology changes dramatically. There's going to be mistakes. They can make 2,000 changes from one year to the next, and there's going to be software problems. Sure. There's going to be all kinds of problems, and there's no way they can drive them. They're not going to be able to drive these cars in any way, shape, or form to cover my grandmother mm -hmm. to my 16-year-old kid. Or to it's, you. Yeah. Or to me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, And they haven't asked me to drive them probably because they don't want me to drive them. But, no, your expectations are too high. This is this is no different than a refrigerator from the 50s to a refrigerator today that has Wi-Fi where you can actually open the beer when you pull into the driveway in the refrigerator. There's, so it's it's not fair to hold them to that standard because in the, in the old days they would make one change, two changes, maybe ten changes from year model to year model. Today we're seeing thousands of changes from yeah. one year to the next. So, yeah, there is going to be technical service bulletins, but what's nice about that, it says, if your customer says that intermittently they see orange smoke 
fill the back seat, then this is what we think it is, and this is what we think you should do to verify it, and this is the repair. They've already seen it happen. It's too late to recall thousands, if not thousands and thousands of cars. So they're saying to guys like us, if you see this, then this is what we want you to do. And if you see this, then when this is the repair we want you to make. That's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. Yes, it is. And so we're we're seeing a lot of that. We're yeah. seeing a lot of that. Yeah. Okay, David, that do it? Okay, thank you. Okay, David, thank you very much. And, and when you're testing the new cars... Um, I didn't answer his engine question. They put those motors through tremendous crazy tests. And they'll run them 200,000 miles in a short period of time. Yeah. And so they're putting mileages on those engines. And they're sometimes the engine's going downhill with just one person in it. Sometimes it's going uphill with loaded with golf clubs and all kinds of people and ice chests, and it's pulling a trailer. Yeah. So they're putting it in those kinds of environments. And frankly... Would you agree with me that the motors of today are quite different than the 283, 327 for your old man? That's a different animal. Okay. And, and today, I say this, but I say it with a, a grin. If you're going to kill yourself by locking yourself in the garage with your car, it needs to be a 50, 60, 70 car, okay? <laughs> and you'll be asleep and in heaven within a short period of time. If you lock yourself in your garage, and I'm saying this just to, to draw to comparison. If you, draw, if you take your 2018 and put it in the garage, you're going to die of starvation before yes. you die uh, of asphyxiation. Yeah, you yeah. might get a headache if you're lucky. Yeah. So, But uh, somebody said the other day to me, there's people that have the automatic cars that pull them into the driveway. And they don't push the button to kill the car. Yeah. Uh-huh. So then they go into their house, and people are now dying in the house because the car's running in the garage. And they've they found at least 100 or so that have died huh. from carbon monoxide poisoning because they didn't push the button. Now, here's what I say about that. How hard can that be from a software point of view to fix that problem? If it's in park for 10 minutes, shut the engine off. That's exactly right. <laughs> We're doing it. That's exactly right. I think it's programmed. My dad's truck will shut off in 10 minutes. Okay. That could be, but we've had push buttons mm-hmm. for about four years, yeah. I think, or longer. Yeah. So we're going to have to go back and change the software on those to keep people safe. I agree that if the car's idling in the garage, by the time it gets into the house, it might be hours later. And then if you're asleep, you're not going to know because carbon monoxide doesn't have a taste. And so you may die. I'm just drawing the comparison between the 50s cars and the newer model cars and dying of asphyxiation or starvation. That's kind of the deal. All right. We've got somebody on the phone. Who's next, Gil? Gina is next. Gina, good morning. How can we help you? Good morning. Okay. I think I'm uh, one of those people who keep thinking they're sick. Uh, I forgot the word, Robertson. Okay, this is about an oil change question. Okay. Okay. Um, is my truck old? Is it making a noise just because it's old? It's making a grinding noise when I turn it on, but then once I drive it, it's okay. okay. Hypochondriac. That's what it is. Hypochondriac. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, um, noises are, are kind of easy to find if you can make the noise in front of us. Mm-hmm. And so, Gina, maybe it's a situation where you park your car at the shop that night and call yeah. the Uber driver and have him take you yeah. home. And then the next morning, have Uber bring you back. And then together, that with the shop staff, you start yeah. the car up. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's really the, 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 the thing. And if you do it like that, your expense of Uber back and forth or Lyft or whoever you have, yeah. or if you have your neighbor for free, do it. Um, the, the idea is is that's 
pales into comparison to the savings that you're going to make on the diagnostic side. Yeah, right. Because you're creating the scenario that lets them diagnose it. Let's pretend this. They can diagnose it in 30 minutes as opposed to an hour and a half. Sure. Because you're there and you're saying that's the noise. So that's what I would do. Okay? Okay, so it's not, it's not, oh, one more question. Okay. It's not really a grinding. It's just kind of like, oh, not even a squeaking. It just happens for a few seconds, and when I start driving, it's okay. So I'm thinking it's age, because it has all the fluids, and I just got a good oil change. And I like to get a shout-out for um, Action Auto. I took it there, and it's, it hasn't, nothing's broke yet, so it's a good thing. Okay. <laughs> and they're nice to me. Okay. You know what we find, Mark, sometimes on these older vehicles? What? Is uh, the timing change will loosen just a tad. And they'll rattle on for a start, right. just a touch. But but can we feel that on the cover by putting our fingers yeah, on the yeah, cover? Yeah. Can you feel that? Yeah. Okay, so that's what I'm saying. Yeah. A good grip. Now, what color is Eric's head? Because it's kind of shiny right now. Oh, look on the back. What color is his hair? The back's turning oh, yeah. gray. Turn around. Turn around. Oh, it's got a little salt and pepper. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's like mine. <laughs> it's a little thin on the top, yeah. but the sides are right but, but the idea is is that's how you handle it. That's yeah. the easy way to handle it. All right. Thank you very much, Gina. Before we go on, let me tell you a real quick story that kicked our butt the other day. Just flat kicked us. The lady brings in a 2003 Acura MDX, and she's got a bad noise. And we tell her, she can't make it happen. We tell her, mess with the fan. And she comes back the next day, and she says, that's it. When I mess with the fan, that's it. So we go in, and it, it's not making it for us. So we put a blower motor in it underneath the dash, okay? Mm-hmm. It comes back a week later, and she says this. The blower motor's not working, but there's a little bit of air coming out of the back of the console. And I'm going, with well, the motor, blower motor isn't working. So we look, and the blower motor we put in is defective. We have power and ground, so we put a new blower motor in, and it works fine. She brings it back again. Now, we're a little embarrassed at this point. There's no way in the world you could guess if I gave you the rest of your life. Any ideas? This piece of crap has two blower motors in it. What? <laughs> it has one underneath the the, uh, the passenger compartment, the dash, and it has one in the center console, and they're connected by ductwork. So the motor in the back is the one that's bad, and it's it, the noise is resonating through the front. So she's hearing the noise, and she's saying it's up underneath the glove box, which is where the blower motor was that we replaced. And she says, and, but there's nothing coming out of the dash fence, but there's a little bit coming out of the back fence. Everything she said was true. Huh. Everything she said. So our blower motor's bad, so we put it back in, and now we got front blower motor, and we got air coming out of both ends. We got dash air coming out, and we got air coming out of the console for the back seat people. Then all of a sudden, she shows us her a videotape on her thing, and there's a heck of a noise. But we figure out it's the back fan that's bad, but she's hearing it because the noise is resonating forward to the other fan. Okay? So we bid the motor on the back. It's $900. Huh. Parts and labor is $900 for this blower motor that sits in the center console between the driver's and the passenger seat. So we say to her, we're going to fix it for you for a dollar. 
So we pulled the fuse on the rear <laughs> motor, and we, and we said, we're going to just cut down the air. We're not going to have the volume of air, cold air, to the backseat passengers. But on a 1 to 10 scale, we're going to move you from a 10 to a 6 or a 7, because we're still going to have the front blower sure. motor moving air through that ductwork. And who cares if the kids sweat anyways? Yeah. <laughs> so she doesn't have any kids. But nevertheless, is that the weirdest thing? Have you ever seen a car with two blower motors on the same circuit? And a $900 blower motor and labor bill. So we can fix your car for 900 but we'll fix it for a dollar if you just let us pull the stupid fuse yeah. for that back blower. Exactly. That just ate our lunch. I bet we had 30 hours in that car and two blower motors. But we still can't explain why the front blower motor went bad yeah. other than a defective part. Yeah. So the car's been on the road for a week, and so far we haven't heard from her. And we told her if she did, we'd do. Yeah. Nevertheless, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960, and we'll be right back. Hello, I'm Greg May, owner of Phoenix Body Works. For 35 years, we've been demonstrating our workmanship, our honesty, our integrity, and our exceptional customer service. We are blessed to have so many repeat customers who refer their friends and family. We have ethical, loyal technicians who have been with us for years. They are ICAR certified, which means they are up to date on the latest technology and techniques. So your repairs meet or exceed industry standards. Our technicians are truly part of our family. We are very capable of fixing your car. We pull off damaged parts. We pull your frame and body mounts back to where they should be. Then we install the new parts. We align both the front and rear end. Then your car is back to the way it was when new. Our customers come from all over the valley. I'm Greg May. Remember, it's your vehicle. You pick the shop, not the insurance company. Phoenix Body Works, we want to be your collision repair specialist. Call us, 623-582-1434, Monday through Friday, 9 to noon on Saturday. There's no question you want the best education for your child. It's an integral part of a bright future. A private Christian school provides more one-on-one -on -one attention, the structured learning and Christ-based values you want for your child. But if you didn't think you could afford it, 960 The Patriot presents Half Off Tuition. Now is your opportunity to enroll your child at a local private Christian school for half off. We've partnered with some of the top Christian schools in the Valley to offer a limited number of half off tuition vouchers. Imagine smaller class sizes, better grades, an inspiring Christian environment where the achievements are positively outstanding. For details and a complete list of schools involved, go to 960thepatriot.com. A values-based Christian education has never been more affordable. Click now and get your half-off tuition voucher before it's gone. Only one or two vouchers per school available. And if you don't see the school you're interested in, let us know and we can try to work with that school. That's 960thepatriot.com. Got an iPhone, BlackBerry, or smartphone? Download the Patriot app for your phone. Just go to your app store or log on to 960thepatriot.com today. The mechanic raised up from under my hood and he shook his head. Welcome back, everybody. I'll get it right. 22 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. Mark Salem here. The lines are open, 602-508-0960. Kurt Rock from Kurt's Automotive, I-17 and Bell is sitting to my left, and then Eric and Jeff are to my right, and they're all three master techs, and I'm a master tech, and we've had a lot of fun talking about cars today and weird ones. I mean, yeah. they've, yeah. they've really challenged us today. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I think in our defense, it's really an issue of is – the more the more in the better we can be yeah, yeah. so and but it's also important 
I think you'll agree with me that if it's going to be the answer to the question is going to be one of three, yes, no, or I don't know, mm-hmm. well, the guys will always give us an answer when it should be an I don't yeah. know. Yeah. But the wife <laughs> will tell us I don't oh, know. No. Yeah, right. and, and we so we get that a lot. We get those kinds of issues a lot with a yes, no, I don't know. Or a redirect. And it's just a guys versus girl thing. I had dinner with a doctor the other day, and um, it was my psychiatrist. And, and I he's asked him. He's still speaking to you, he, huh? yeah, In my head. <laughs> <laughs> right now he's speaking oh, to okay. me. Oh, <laughs> okay. Um, and, and he said the same thing. When he deals with men and women, the women are an, more of an open book, and the guys are, you know, why are you asking me that or whatever, <laughs> you know, like that. So it's just one of those things that, that d- does happen. But... You guys, have you had anything that's really kicked your butt in a long time? Don't look at one another. Look at me. Nothing? Well, there's yeah. too many to pick from. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, give me the synopsis of one. Eric. Why me? Because you're the one that's got the crap eating grin on your face. <laughs> that's because I get stuck with all the junk. And that's okay. That's okay. So you're the junk hero. Unfortunately. Yeah, that's okay. I've got two or three of those. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> He's it's, a shop catfish. And, and you know what? <laughs> that's an honor. Because when you have a, 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 a you know, it comes in, it's a car that nobody else has fixed. It's been to every shop east of the Missis- west of the Mississippi River, blah, blah, blah. It's an honor to have them hand that car to you because they're saying to you, you're the best I got. Yeah. You know the unfortunate thing, Mark? What? When I fix it, I throw it in the trash in my mind and I forget. You forget? Yeah. Unless it, I never fixed it or if I didn't. But you remember the cars you catch on fire. You remember the cars that you accidentally hit the windshield with a torque wrench and bust them. You remember all those. That was Jeff. That was Jeff. Okay. I, I hit that one time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm with you. I'm with you. But you remember the ones that ate your lunch. Yeah. yeah. Or you remember or the ones. scars on you or something like exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But it, it really has to do with communication. I think we need to do a better job. Our industry needs to do a better job yeah. with respect to teaching the customer what to say. It's kind of like this radio show. It's kind of symptoms questions, answers, symptoms, question, answers. If if we can get the symptoms, the year, make, and model, the mileage of the car, and then we can talk about symptoms, and then we can ask them questions like that MDX motor. Now we know on those kinds of MDXs, we're going to say, put your hand on the glove box when the noise is making, and put your hands on the back of the console and tell us which blower is bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you can't tell the difference if they're common duct work. If yeah. So, so th- we're learning as we go along. But the 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 thing that that that's difficult to do is to start off with like I make talk about that email that I shared with you guys I have a hiccup and this is what I've done and it's a it's a huge email that talks about all the stuff that they've done but you can't help them because you you all you got is a hiccup and and that's a difficult thing to diagnose but then they put spark plugs and fuel injectors and what else did they put in distributor there? distributor and stuff yeah. a couple Wires, times caps, yeah yeah, and wires. And so at the end of the day, you can say, well, it's not none of those. Yeah, but we it, know a lot it ain't. Yeah. yeah. It, it, and that's the difficult part. I just think that going to YouTube or having somebody on the Internet guess for you is a bad idea because you don't know who they are. And you don't know if they're a doctor, a lawyer, a candlestick maker. You don't know if they're a farmer. You don't know if they're a convict. You don't know if they're a gynecologist. You don't know any of that kind of stuff. 
And so, and, and I say that fondly of all of those professions because they're all valid professions. But when you're on the internet and some guy's saying, oh, I, I know that's a mass airflow sensor, so you're going to go spend $400 on a new mass airflow sensor, and the chances of that being right without any give and take are slim and none. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. It has to be give and take. Yeah. yeah if you yeah. start replacing parts without understanding how the system actually works, you're gonna you're gonna get steered the wrong direction. That's just it's and then I I say more times than I'm really comfortable, I say to people, you've already spent two or three times what it would have cost you to diagnose this. Yeah. If you wouldn't have done all that stuff, spark plugs, wires, fuel injectors, da 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 timing chains, if you wouldn't have done all that and just brought it in, we would have probably diagnosed that. Same, and I, I, now in that email, mm-hmm. I said 75 to 250 mm-hmm. because that was going to be a chore. Yeah. Because now we have, and he also put a distributor in it. Now we have a new set of problems because of the distributor. So we have to fix that before we can fix his other. So I opened up the window huge on the diagnostic yes. just to cover everybody. Yeah. yeah. And and so that's kind of what we do. So nevertheless, we got somebody on the phone. And Gil, who would that be? That would be Barry. Barry, good morning. Good morning, Mark. Um, I have a 2002 I-35 3.5 liter. And recently, uh, in the morning, on a cold start, it turns over and starts right away and then dies about a second later. It's been doing it intermittently, but never does it when it's hot. And then it dries fine once I get it gone here and okay. so no check engine lights so All i right. think that knows something like this okay well i we need to get the the stuff on a cold restart it dies a lot and that tells us all we need to know. So it's not a hot restart. It's right. a cold mm-hmm. restart. And it means something you have to be able to leave for a few days probably. Right, right. And so what we're looking for is spark or fuel. So we're going to hook our equipment up. And so we're going to start it in the morning. And we're going to ask you to demonstrate exactly how you start it. Is your foot on the gas? We know your foot's on the brake. We know we want to know how long it cranks before it hits. So you go in the morning. It goes, but when it's warm, it goes, and so mm-hmm. it cranks and hits right away when it's warm, but there's an extended cranking period when it's cold. Mm-hmm. That's important to us. Yes. So as we go through those kinds of gyrations, that's the give and take. Now, we're not doing that to impress you. We're trying to save you money on the diagnostic side because if you come in and say, I have an extended cranking problem in the morning, and when I do get it to start, it dies, and that happens two or three times before it'll idle, and it never happens at night, Mr. Big Shot Eric, what is it? I'm going to say you probably got a pressure regulator. Exactly. <laughs> I agree with you. Yeah. I agree with you. And Eric shaking his head and Kurt shaking his head. That kind of stuff makes it a lot easier. Yeah. yeah. Now, if it's a fuel pressure regulator that's got a vacuum line to it, the easy thing would be pull the vacuum line off and sniff it. Yeah. And that's what we call the lower technicians over to have them sniff it for us. <laughs> yeah. And, and watch look this. For, yeah. <laughs> You're right. Watch this. That's something terrible. Exactly. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. Kurt and uh, the boys from Kurt's Auto and Mark Salem. We'll be right back. Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. 
It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasseric paint and it's waterborne paint so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. Hi, Solar Sandy here, trying to help you save money on a bill that you're already spending too much money on. Smart energy management system combined with solar can save you 40%, possibly even more. Call today, 623-850-8229. Or go to my website, asksolarsandy.com, so I can do an energy evaluation for you to save you money on a bill that you're already spending too much on. 623-850-8229 or AskSolarSandy.com. Hey, um, you've been sitting in front of that fan for a while now, Deborah. Yeah. You want to talk about it? No, I'm good. You sure? Because your lips are looking pretty chapped. That's life on the open road. Well, yeah, it would be. But we're in an office building. It's hard to be without your bike. So do something easy and protect it with Progressive Motorcycle Insurance. With basic policies as low as $75 a year, you'll be back on the road in no time. Visit Progressive.com to quote today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Annual premium for basic liability policy not available in all states. On the next episode of Recipes for Disaster. So we've got our neighbor Paul coming over tonight for a barbecue, which is why I prepared a delicious lemon rosemary steak marinade from my special collection of old family recipes. To make sure the steaks are extra, extra, extra tender, I left them marinating out on the counter overnight, just like Nana used to. Maria may mean well, but without food safety, it never ends well. Always thaw or marinate foods in the refrigerator at 40 degrees Fahrenheit or below. Or you could make your friends and family really sick. Maria's neighbor Paul didn't think twice about the steak he ate until he was presenting his company's financial forecast to the board. That's when a sudden bout of food poisoning made it explicitly clear that profits weren't the only thing on the rise. Watch Recipes for Disaster at foodsafety.gov. You'll learn the right steps as Maria does everything wrong. Brought to you by the USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council. This is Hugh Hewitt for townhall.com. The retirement of Justice Kennedy leaves not a question of whether Donald Trump will make his second appointment to the Supreme Court, but when. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, the most effective Republican leader of either House of Congress in my lifetime, has vowed a vote by early fall, and in fact, one in August would not surprise. There are many fine candidates. Two are considered slightly ahead of the pack. Judge Brett Kavanaugh of the District of Columbia Circuit and Judge Raymond Kethledge of the Sixth Circuit. Kavanaugh is a veteran of Beltway court battles, and Kethledge is really Gorsuch 2.0. Among other possibilities are newer judges on the circuits, including Amy Barrett and Joan Larson, David Strauss and Don Willett. Senator Mike Lee is said to be under consideration. Any of these nominees would be superb, and a court secure in its originalist leanings until the next vacancy occurred if they are quickly confirmed. I'm Hugh Hewitt. The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. All about that demon automobile, the metal monster with the polyglass wheels in result. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Mark Salem, and Kurt's crew is here. Kurt is here from Kurt's Auto at I-17 and Bell. Jeff is here. Jeff, you handle the front counter and the technicians. Yeah, I, I do. <laughs> and, I take care of it all. <laughs> and Eric is your lead tech, and and he's the one that the, he's the mule that carries the shop if somebody gets into trouble. I don't know if it's a mule. Is he? 
Okay, well, we can call him. We can call him. (laughs) (laughs) There's a slight difference between a mule and a jackass, okay? (laughs) And and we're, Eric, we're not going to say anything, okay? Speaking of good people, though, Strictly Diesel is up near your area. He's right off of I-17 and Pinnacle Peak Road. Strictly Diesel is just that, Strictly Diesel, foreign domestic light diesel trucks. But they know really a lot about diesels. Monday through Friday, they're open, but they sell parts 24 hours a day on their website, Strictly Diesel. So I know Nate that owns Strictly Diesel, and the one thing that you're going to, if you walk in the door and you talk to Nate, you're going to remember two things about Nate. Number one, I think he's nine feet tall. And number two, his hands look like tennis rackets. <laughs> he's, but he's the kindest man you've ever met in your life, and he knows the Dodge, the Chevy, and the Ford diesels like nobody I've seen. So Strictly Diesel, north side of town, I-17 and Pinnacle Peak, it's worth the drive if you've got a diesel nobody else can fix. We're going to go to the phones. And, Robbie, ladies first, how can we help you? Hi. Uh, yes, I have a question on my husband's 2010 Jeep Wrangler. Okay. He went, it makes a whining noise. Not all the time. It isn't, it isn't currently doing it, but off and on, it'll, it'll start a whining noise. And at first, I thought it might be the power steering, but it stops. Okay. I think I think what we would say to you is is you have to figure out how to make the noise change. Shit. Okay. All right. And I, and yeah, I know it does. That, it's not stop on its own, so Okay. But you might turn the air conditioning on and off. You okay. might pull into a parking lot and turn the steering wheel left and right. Okay. You might adjust your fan speeds. Um, and then if you can at least identify what corner of the car the noise is coming from, mm-hmm. f- under the hood, the right front, the left front, the back of the car, the right rear. And sometimes if you know that it's becoming more um, more predominant, then you and your husband can change places. It's not uncommon for us to have a technician drive and have two or three in the car as they drive mm-hmm. around. And the driver mm-hmm. makes it happen, and the guy in the right rear says, that vibration is underneath my butt. And the other two goes, I'm not feeling mm-hmm. it. So now we know mm-hmm. that the vibration is underneath the right rear corner. Oh, so okay, okay. That's what has okay. to happen. Okay? Good idea. All right. Okay, thank you so much, Mark. You're welcome, ma'am. Peter, you're up next. How can I help you? Yeah, Mark, I probably have an easy question and a stupid question. I've got a 2016 Corvette String Stingray. Okay. And I want to know, uh, as far as the oil change goes, should it be based on time or miles? How many miles a year are you going to drive it? I don't drive it much. I have several vehicles. This vehicle was bought new in 2016. So I've got 3,000 miles, and I've never changed the oil since I bought it. 30,000 <laughs> miles. 3,000. 3,000. 3, 3, okay. 3, I think what I would do... Once a year. Once a year. We're all agree once a year, no matter how many times you do it, I would suggest that you do it in April or May at the beginning of the summer so we go through the summer with fresh oil. Mm -hmm. And what's he going to use, conventional, blended, or synthetic? Probably mobile one. Specify a synthetic on that. Okay. So you're going to have an oil change once a year, and you're going to use the one that they call for probably a 020. Yeah. Okay, a 020 synthetic or 1030 synthetic or something like that. And and that's what we're going to answer that question that way. You had a second question. 
No, that was it. And that then was it? Uh, I assume just check off uh, fuel uh, fluid levels at the same time. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and part of an oil change is is checking all the belts, the hoses, the fluids, airing up your tires, checking your lights, checking your windshield wipers, and trying to determine what might not go good between now and the next oil change. Now, none of us have crystal balls. In, in every sense of the word, but um, right. but we're going to look at your car. The other day, I'm proud to tell you that I took my truck in for an oil change, and they found out the third brake light wasn't working, and they found out the gasket had failed, and water had gone in there and popped the bulb. I was pretty proud of them. Yeah. Never mind it's my truck, yeah. but for them to find that, yeah. I was pretty proud of them. But yes, yes, you're right. An inspection is part of the oil change procedure. An inspection not to sell you a bunch of crap, an inspection to find out what might be wrong and you need to budget for. Yeah. So I, I had to float, get a floated loan to have them um, do the bulb for me, and, and so they're going to give me payments on it yeah. for the next couple of days. All righty. I want to talk about Action Auto. We did talk about Action Auto already. I-17 in, in Deer Valley, he's a really good guy, and he's a guy that's really, really good at what he does. But Autodynamics on the west side is equally as good. I've known Chuck and Derek. I've known Chuck, his father, since 1968. And I'm pretty proud of Derek, who's the second generation of Chuck's family, to take over Autodynamics. And, and it's a good shop. He's on Grand Avenue, just west of 99th Avenue. And it's kind of an unusual thing, but he does not pay his staff or mechanic a commission or a percentage of the repair bill. Therefore, he ensures they don't sell unnecessary parts or repairs. Not everybody does that, but somebody who does do that is serious to make sure the technician's not selling something to butter their bread. And that's kind of important. We'll be back right after this. If you listen to this radio station for 24 hours straight, you'd hear about a quarter of a million words, and thousands of those words every day come from listeners like you. No one values your opinion more than we do. And when you support our advertisers, you turn words into actions. We know you're not always going to agree with us, but we wouldn't be here without you. So we thank you for listening and supporting our advertisers. 960 The Patriot, a Salem Media Group station. Now you have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Automotive was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online directory. They're proud of their A-plus rating. Thunderbird Automotive has ASE certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Automotive offers a free courser inspection on every vehicle, the same one that some charge $49 for. They now offer a three-year, 36,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have to stop in to Thunderbird Automotive at 88th Avenue in Thunderbird, just west of the 101. For more information, visit them online at ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Or drive right in at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird, just west of the 101. Earnings vary based on your effort. Do you want to learn how to make money flipping houses right here in Phoenix? If so, we have an amazing opportunity for you. We're looking for a small group of motivated individuals to join our real estate investing team. You'll learn our simple three-step system for flipping homes right here in the local area. This is Than Merrill, star of A&E's hit TV show, Flip This House. My team and I are looking for a handful of people in the Phoenix area who want to learn how to make money flipping houses in your spare time using other people's money. 
Phoenix is a perfect market for my system. And next week, I'm holding a free two-hour educational workshop where you will learn how to make money flipping homes and how to build long-term wealth with income properties. To get two free tickets to Than's Workshop, call 1-800-900-3611. Seating is extremely limited. Call in the next 10 minutes and you'll also reserve a free copy of Than's Money for Deals Guide. That's 1-800-900-3611. That's 1-800-900-3611. Hey, there he is. How's it going? I'm having a stroke. Are you going to shake my hand or what? I'm having a stroke. Wow, you're not even moving your arm. I'm having a stroke. Are you okay? I'm having a stroke. Your face looks weird, too. I'm having a stroke. Are you having a seizure or something? I'm having a stroke. When someone is having a stroke, they may not be able to say it with words, but their body language will tell you loud and clear. I'm having a stroke. You just need to know the sudden signs. Look for FAST, F-A-S-T. F, face drooping, A, arm weakness, or S, speech difficulty, then T, time. Time to call 911 immediately, because the sooner they get to the hospital, the sooner they'll get treatment, and that can make a remarkable difference in their recovery. Know the sudden signs, face, arm, speech, time. Spot a stroke fast. Visit strokeassociation.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. Patriot app tip number six. Find the latest articles from Town Hall, Hot Air, or even the most recent posts from Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Dennis Prager, and more, all on the Patriot App News Feed. Download the Patriot App at your App Store today. Become a fan of 960 The Patriot on Facebook or follow us on Twitter today. Just go to 960thepatriot.com for more information. You know, that, that song just, uh, I have it on, on, on my uh, thumb drive, and um, I'm going to be driving up north after we leave here, and my wife will push the button to go to the next song every time. She says, don't you get tired of that song? And I said, no, I don't. I just It's just something <laughs> that I like. Anyway, Thompson's Auto Repair is in Mesa, and they're the only shop in Mesa that actually has made and made the effort and applied and made the hoops that we have to be on our best car repair shop sh- list. You can find that at MarkSalem.com. But Thompson's Auto Repair, Brian and Thelma are actually second or third generations of Vivian and uh, Thompson family that's been in Mesa, and they go back to the 1960s. So this is kind of the third generation, and at Thompson's Auto Repair, they're on Main Street just east of Stapley. They have ASE certified technicians. They really do. They understand that you diagnose it, you bid it, you fix it, and then you verify the repair. They understand that process. Now, every once in a while, we all make a mistake, but the most of the time when you diagnose it and you bid it and you fix it and then you verify that the symptom's gone, that usually works, and it does for Thompson. So if you're in Mesa, the only choice you have as far as Mark Salem is concerned is Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing, and again, they're on Main Street just east of Stapley on the south side of the road. Chris, thank you for holding as long as you have. How can we help you? Hello, Mark. Um well, I, I got a couple questions, but if you don't mind, I just want to toss out a big thank you to you for something you did. You don't even know who I am, but a few years back, I worked with someone, and their husband had been to a dealership, and they had not put the lug nuts back on the wheels after a tire rotation, and as he was entering the highway, one of the wheels came off, and uh, so they asked me what to do, and I don't have a clue. I told them, call Mark Salem, 
And it turns out you knew the dealer, and I won't mention it, but everybody was happy, and everybody's been reasonable, and there hasn't, you know, they've they were given some extended warranty on their front end work due to the damage, but you really took care of that, and they they felt so much better after they talked to you. So. I, well, there's a thank you from a long-time listener who's never called you before. Okay, well, let me. I, I remember the situation. It's all of us have left wheels loose. Yes, all yes. of us. And we yeah. had we left one on the BMW the other day. It bounced across the street. It damaged two cars, and I couldn't write checks fast enough. Yeah, because the option is is by the time they get to the Eagle or the Beaver or the Hawk then everybody's screwed. Yeah. So I'm just fixing cars and handing out money and making it as good as I can. And I think that's why the dealer jumped on this real quick. Yeah. It's because they, this is the path of least resistance. Let's just make them happy the best we can. Now, if the customer has a stiff neck and wants 10000 on top of the repair, then the insurance company is going to get involved yeah. and the lawyers are going to get involved. But clearly, the two of them maintained their composure, and that, that's what it tells me. But Peter, thank you very much for that. I appreciate you commenting. Um, so or, no, Chris. I I, Chris is your Chris. name. Yeah, I'm, no, sorry. No I'm sorry. Problem, no okay. problem. Okay. Um, so let me get to my question. Uh, you've been mentioning these used car checks, and that may be my question. But it could have a little twist on it because I'm looking at a 98 Park Avenue, and this is kind of a charity thing. Some family are trying to get a car for a priest who's been moved to New Mexico. We're from Michigan, so it's kind of like we're trying to find a price car that he can afford or that we can donate to them. But 98 Park Avenue, it's a 95-year-old gentleman. I doubt he's driven it in quite a while. 88,000 miles and, you know, garage parked, and he's looking for about 2,000, so the price might be right. But this has probably not been driven in quite a while. So it's around Tatum and Mayo in the Desert Ridge area. I'm wondering, do you have a place I could go to, or is there people who come out? and look at it, or do no. you have to take the car in? Do you tow it? Yeah, no. no. Um, first of all, I want to tell you, I'll buy it if you don't for $2,000. <laughs> yeah. How many miles has it got on it? it 88,000. 88, 88. Oh, I'll, I'll, if you don't buy it for $2,000, i will buy it for $2,000. Really? Okay. It, 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 <laughs> that's a throwaway car. That's kind of like a Bic lighter car. Yeah. Even if you had to put $100 a month in that car to fix it, $100 to drive a car like a Park Avenue that's got a, probably a V6, a 3.8 liters, probably got good air conditioning, yeah. what would that be? Yeah. I mean, yeah. $100 a month is nothing. Yeah. So, yeah. The, the, now, Tatum and where are you at? Uh, we're on Tatum and Mayo. 101 and Tatum. Right? Okay, 101 and yeah, Tatum. 101 and Tatum. All righty. Then I'm going to say Blackwell, 40th Street and uh, Greenway. 40th Street and Greenway. Tom Blackwell. You can say, I call up Tom and say, I want to do a used car check over. And how much is your used car check over? And what's yours, Eric? Used car check over. Er, not, er, Jeff, I'm looking at you. About 90 bucks. And ours is 100 I think. Yeah. Okay, so that's a, and that's a pretty thorough inspection. Yes. Um, tell Tom Blackwell that you, you know, call him and make an appointment and just say, I was talking to Mark Salem, and he said you couldn't find your butt with both hands, but he thought you <laughs> might be the guy to be able to do a used car check over. And it's right. not because I'm, I want any money. I don't, I don't accept that. It just opens the door to let him know that you're a referral of mine and so yeah. that Tom's on his best behavior. <laughs> Very good. So. And uh, I imagine he'll be looking, you know, I mean, it's got to need a pair of They're looking at really into Right, and I think what you say to him is, is let's get a let's get let's get rid of the stuff that might break it down and and maybe a safety issue. Let's do that first, 
But let's not worry about that the back window motor doesn't work on the door. Let's forget that. No. Let's, no. let's just deal with safety issues and dependability issues, and then we'll kind of do the cosmetic stuff later. Yeah. So that's what I think you should do. Alrighty, thank you for that, Chris. Thank you very much. And by the way, we don't normally roll that hundred into the repair. At least I don't, no. No. because it's two separate things. There's yeah. no duplication of labor. Right. So it's a matter of here's the inspection, and and and, and if you write it down and you give it to them, then they're benefit from that. Alrighty, Al. Al's up next. How can I help you, Al? I have a friend that has a Hennessy Viper, and when you drive it for a while and it starts to warm up, the needle never goes over the center mark to tell if it's hot or not. It it tells you when it's cold, but it goes up and stays in about the center when you're driving the thing. Okay. And when you're driving it, when it's cold, it'll run up to 5,000 RPM with no problem. But if you let it warm up and drive it for an hour or something, and you go to stand on it a little bit, when it hits 3,000 3, RPM, it starts to break up really bad. Okay, well, you got two separate problems yeah. here, and I don't think that the gauge is an issue, but I can tell you this much. If you go to Harbor Freight and buy a temperature gun, go driving on the freeway for 30 minutes and just gun the lower hose, I'll bet it's 210 or north of 210. Yeah. And so if that's the case, then there's no harm, no foul. With respect to the Hennessy, that's a heavily modified Viper. And so when you lose the RPM, the question really is, is can we get scanner data that gives us an idea of what that is? Are we losing RPM because the exhaust seems to be restricted? Are we losing RPM because we got a knock sensor that's chattering at us? Help me out here. Yeah. Just jump in. Cam here sensor. Cam sensor problem. Cam crank correlation. And, and so we've got, a, the difference appears to be cold and hot. Yeah. yeah. So we got something that's, that's eliminating us at 3,000 RPM. I think most of us could look at scanner data, and I think that's going to cost you 75 to $125 to look at scanner data. And I think, you fill in the blank, we have a what percentage chance of at least finding the trail? Pretty good, 80% or something. I'm with you. I was going to say 75. I was going to say 75% of the time we're going to at least know what's going on. We may not know what's causing it. But at least we know what's going on. Yeah. Now it's not going it, to. It, obviously, it doesn't have a check engine light, which would give us some kind of an idea, because he would have said something. Yeah. But the idea is, is I think we would we we could scan it. What part of town are you in, Al? Or what part of town is your um, friend in? He's he's at uh, Union Hills and Seventy Fifth Avenue. Okay, he's on the way west side. Um, I would call Tom at Thunderbird Auto and see if he wants to to drive it and see what it's doing and take a look at it. Most of us will drive it and take a look at it and talk to you for nothing, as long as we're not talking for an hour. So most of us will do that for you. Um, but I would take it to Tom or call Tom at Thunderbird and ask him if he wants to take a look. And I think the issue here is is when it's warm, we have a we're cutting off at three thousand RPM. When it's cold, we're not. Is that right? Is that a, a synopsis of mm -hmm. what you said? That's a synopsis of yeah. exactly okay. what it's doing. And 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 we you, need you to can, you can you can take it out in the freeway and let it cool down. And when it cools down, you stand on it on the freeway, and it comes right to life. It, it'll come right to life. But if you let it around town, you let it warm up again. That needle up to the in in the center. Um, when you stand on the throttle, the thing starts to break up. 
Yeah. It could easily be that the, the temperature sensor is bad and the, mm-hmm. the dashboard signal is one thing, but the coolant sensor is another thing. Mm-hmm. So we have two different sensors. One talks to the dash and one talks to the computer. And if the one of the dash is defective, then the one to the computer is different and vice versa. Mm-hmm. So that's scanner data that we would likely pick up. Yeah. Yeah. So if, he was, if, if somebody brought it in and, and you did scanner data, give me, give me a range. As little as and as much as. 100 to 150 somewhere. Okay. And it's it's because we're going to have to also check some of the outputs. So we have an engine vacuum that's at 16 inches and we want 18 inches. So that necessitates us getting the vacuum gauge and verifying do we have the right information going to the computer. Right. So we if we see 18 and we see 14 on the scanner, then we need to figure out why. Yeah. Most of the time in that condition, I'm thinking that the orifice is plugged with carbon. And it's it's in, it's substandard vacuum that's being sent to that sensor or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Something that would be that wouldn't be one hundred percent of the time, no, but yeah. that would be something that you'd look at. So I don't think that that's going to be an easy one. It's not going to be an easy as a stock Viper would be, because it's been modified heavily. But I still think it's fixable. Yeah, yeah. I think it's fixable. So Tom would be good. You can go to Kurtz. They're sitting right here. That's I seventeen and and uh, and Bell. It would be something that they'd want you to demonstrate and then leave it with you for a while. Yeah. Because that's something you're going to have to focus on yeah. for for a little while. Yeah. But anyway, thank you very much for that, Al. Good luck to you. Good luck to you. So when it comes to car repair, I think um, what's changed now is is the communication between us and the customer. Mm. We have to f- somehow talk to them and explain to them without talking about um, uh, uh, wavelengths. <laughs> ohms, <laughs> resistance. Ohms and resistance and, and uh, dwell and cycling switches and all that kind of stuff. We kind of have to just dumb it. D- and I don't mean this derogatory, but we have to just kind of explain to them. Your ex- there are pressure sensors in your exhaust. It's got. It's where's one in front of. I'm making this up. One in front and behind the catalytic converter. The one in the front when you're going fast. The one in the front showing high pressure, and the one in the back has got a whisper. The cat's plugged up. It's in the middle. Mm-hmm. Right. So then we're going to look at that. So it's kind of a common sense thing. But the answer is is the reason why you couldn't after it warms up you couldn't go past 3,000 RPM is now that I fixed it. It's the cat was plugged up. And you need to drive this a little harder because it's rich enough, and this motor needs a little bit more fuel. And going to the store and shifting it, yink, 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 is not going to work. No. So if you have a grandson that's 18 years old and responsible, <laughs> have him drive this car once a month and take it out on the freeway and do the 101 loop one time on a Sunday morning when nobody's out there, and that would help it. Yeah. How many times have you guys taken an older car? And roughhoused it and fixed it. A few times it's happened. And, and, and we had one just the other day that we just had a rough idle. And we took it out, and it was kind of a James Bond car. You get on the entrance ramp on the freeway, you throttle it down real hard, and the smoke behind it was unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. And after you get on and off a couple of entrance ramps, then all of a sudden it's clean burning, and now you have an idle, a quality idle. So then you go back and you say, who owns this? And, well, Mrs. Salem owns it. She's 81 years old, and last year she drove, you know, 1,800 miles. And she just goes from her house to the liquor store and back or whatever, and I'm teasing <laughs> you. But that's kind of the issue that you have. Yeah. You know what, what we're also finding now, though, what? is because they're running so many more sensors and they're trying to white, lighten the weight mm-hmm. and then vehicles are lasting longer, Yeah, we're having way more wiring and connection problems than ever. 
and and that has a, a lot to do with the compaction of everything. Yeah. And because we have all these new sensors, we obviously have to have information in and information out, which gives us three, four, five, six more wires, and that's going to be a new harness. And then we've got this motor rocking and shaking underneath the hood, and all of a sudden it's pulling itself apart. So you're, yeah. you're absolutely right. We see problems that we never had before. Yeah. yeah. But we never had power and performance that we have no, today we that we had no matter what the the old guys in the 50s and the 60s and 70s yeah. talks about mustangs and camaros and big block chevys mm-hmm. we got four cylinders with a turbo that'll blow those cars doors in well yes. now yeah. they're building cars out from the factory that are turning less than 10 seconds exactly exactly and that's just crazy stuff. well and then back in the old days in the 70s you'd do a 70 chevelle and it'd do a 12 if you were lucky and sometimes yeah, a, a 14 hot, and yeah, that, that was a hot car yeah it, and we're not going to get into the Ford and the Chrysler kind of stuff. <laughs> Thank you guys for spending your Saturday <laughs> Thanks, with me. Thanks for having us today. All righty. And that's Kurt's Auto, I-17 and Bell. We've got Kurt's here. He's there every once in a while. <laughs> Eric is running the show. And then, um, uh, no, Jeff is running the show. And Eric's a good guy, too. We'll see you next week. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.